When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and sicker than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. <clears throat> Hanging by a thread, but delighted to be here with my guys. What a day. Huge afternoon. Huge night. And it's Giving Tuesday. So when it's on way, it's the best day of the year. The hashtag crew is ready. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, the one place to start are with my fellas, Mike Tannenbaum and Dan Graziano. Good enough to hang out after we finish. Get up and give us some football insight uh, this morning. Fellas, I, I appreciate it greatly. And let's, let's start with what we finished Get Up With today. Jerry Jones in his regular um, radio interview on Tuesday mornings is suggesting that he is going to meet with Odell Beckham uh, as soon as next Monday. I believe that's the day he identified. Dan, should we be expecting Odell to sign somewhere in particular there and as soon as that? I think so. I think if he's going yeah. to sign anywhere and play this year, that the time has sort of come. Right. We've been hearing for a while and we've been saying for a while early mid-December would be like the time when we could expect him to be on the field and be helpful to someone. So now we're, we're getting there. Right. December starts this week. So if he meets with him next week and he signs, you can see him get a week of practice in, maybe get up to speed. There's just, for me, there's still a lot of ifs to this situation. Right. If he's healthy enough to play and help someone. Right. If the contract demands fit into what the Cowboys have in mind. I, I think there's there's a lot of ifs. The Cowboys have, have gone have put themselves out there for sure. They've made it clear they want him. They've made it clear to him. They've made it clear to everybody who will listen. So if it doesn't get done, it's because something came up, such as, you know, they weren't sure about the health. They weren't sure about uh, what he was asking for contract-wise. I think those things could still potentially derail it, but I think there's a better chance than not that he's on the team. Well, I feel like you've been making the point to me for weeks now, Graz, that the fact that no one has done this right. is telling. It, it, it speaks to where the league thinks his knee is. Second second ACL tear in the same knee, I mean, it's a difficult thing to come back from and be the same player. Not to say he can't be a really good player, but I would caution anyone against thinking that this is going to be the Odell Beckham of, you know, 2016. I mean, it may be the Odell Beckham of last January, but it also may not because that injury happened in February and that's not that long ago. So, I'm very interested to see where he is in his recovery and, and how much he can help someone this year. Like Rob Dinkovich has said over and over to me, and Ninko is a guy who had an ACL one time, he said he needs to sit out this season, as tempting as it might be, let himself get fully healthy, and during the offseason he'll be able to work out fully for everyone. They'll see just how healthy he really is, and don't take a chance on coming back before it's 100% ready to try and catch some lightning in a bottle at the end of this season and run the risk of really destroying the rest of your career. Hey. That That... It makes I don't know what the right thing for him to do is or isn't, but it makes sense to me from a former player. Mike T, what makes sense to you? I was intrigued when you said you think the New York football giants should be in this conversation. Yeah, I actually see this as an opportunity on a number of levels. First of all, like when you're running a team and it's post-trade deadline, you're scouring for ways to improve your team, and it, it's just hard. There's not a lot of options, somebody on a practice squad, but somebody like OBJ, and I know he may not be the same, but... Even if he's close, if we go back to the Super Bowl guys, he was the best football player on the field, including Aaron Donald. 
He was a real difference maker in that game the last time we saw him. If I'm running the Giants and we use words in the offseason like we have musts, we have needs, it's a must that they get at least two receivers for a litany of reasons, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Stoney. Regardless, if you go sign him now, sign him to a two- or three-year deal. It's not a Band-Aid. And it, when you bring somebody back, you drafted him, he obviously knows the market. He is a guy that can make a lot of those other players better because regardless if he's still – 100%, 90%, the opposing coordinator is going to know exactly where OBJ is. So if I'm the Giants, I'm jump-starting my 2023 offseason by signing him now. It, it's an intriguing possibility, and we'll see. Again, Jerry Jones says he's going to meet with Beckham uh, next Monday. This is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? <clears throat> Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Another thing that you intrigued me with today, Tannenbaum, was you were critical of the way that the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, handled questions yesterday about his quarterback situation going forward. Essentially, Sala saying it is still every bit his intention and the Jets' intention to get Zach Wilson back on the field and not just handing the job over lock, stock, and barrel to Mike White. Why did you have an issue with that? Because you're putting one player's feeling, Zach Wilson, in front of the franchise – Greedy, you know this. Dan, you guys are very familiar with this market. Like, you're always looking for stories in this market and controversies. And all Robert Salad is, he opened up a door that was completely unnecessary. You have a quarterback. He played really, really good. It energized an entire franchise. You could see their body language. You could see how they play on the field. And all you have to do is say, hey, fellows, no story here. Mike White's our starter. Joe Flacco's the backup. Zach Wilson could have a future here. He's going to have to earn it. Nobody would think that's unfair. The NFL is the ultimate meritocracy. By him sort of like talking around the situation where everybody knows what the truth is, He every week now the first question is going to be, tell us about the quarterback situation. Then reporters are going to go to their unnamed sources in the building. Some are going to feel like Zach Wilson was treated unfairly. Some are going to be in Mike White's uh, corner. And what's going to happen is instead of talking about this great playoff run they could be on, this could splinter the team. What do you think, Graziano? I think it's it's tough because I think Salah has a couple of different jobs here, and, and one of them is still to try and develop this young player, Wilson, that they took second overall. So, I mean, to me, I'm, not, I'm just not sure what's – I mean, I, guess, I, I understand Mike T's perspective on the market and how it can be difficult to manage your team in that media market. I, I get that. Like, I can sit on the outside and say, well, what are you so scared of? It's just questions. Like, manage your team. I, I get it. You've lived it. Um, I, I still think it's tough because he's got a, He's trying to make the playoffs, but they can't give up on Zach Wilson yet. So you can't lose Zach Wilson. So you have to give him some sort of lifeline, right? And also, there's a chance that Mike White doesn't keep playing the way he played Sunday. See, I think it kind of goes without saying. I don't think he has to come out in a press conference and say, as long as Mike White, Mike White plays like that, we're not having a conversation. I, I think that's understood. Um, and, and if he doesn't, if he starts to play poorly and you're seeing what you want to see from Zach Wilson in practice then I think you're leaving open the possibility that you go back to him. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's a tricky situation. I understand what you're saying, Mike, but um, to me, I don't know what's gained by saying, yeah, Mike White's our starter for the rest of the year when circumstances might make that turn out to be false. I think there's a great Bill Parcells quote that applies here, and this is why Robert Sala should not worry about Zach Wilson. Winning is a great deodorant in football. It covers up everything else that stinks. So if you whiff on Zach Wilson, who 19 months ago was a second pick, I get it. I've blown picks just like everybody else has. But if you go to the playoffs, no one's going to care. 
No one's going to care about Zach Wilson's development if you have a winning team. And I've been there, been to a lot of playoff games with the Jets and made a lot of mistakes. And if Robert Sala is worried about Zach Wilson to the detriment of what's best for the team, because, you know, as Neek said on the show, guys, when you're talking to the media, through the media to your team, those they're listening to everything you're saying. Here's the part where I, I don't see it the same way you see it for the following reason. I'm not as worried about Zach Wilson's feelings as I am unwilling at this moment, at least from my perspective, and this is what I want to put in the form of a question, to say, oh, yeah, we've given up on him. That was a miss. Like, that feels greatly premature. Look, yeah. at, look at San Francisco. San Francisco is ready to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo, and had he not needed shoulder surgery, he wouldn't be there right now, and their quarterback gets hurt week two or whatever it is, and think where they'd be right now if they didn't still have him. Like, hanging, keeping all your options open at that position in particular feels right to me. So unless Zach Wilson has managed in this incredibly short time to undo literally every ounce of belief that you had in him and every reason you drafted him number two overall, then I think you have to keep that option open. It, am I, what part of that am I missing? No, you could say there's a time and place for him to be resurrected. To me, that's March of 2023. And you could just say that, hey, Zach Wilson, this is not a death sentence. Here's what you have to work on, your fundamentals, your flexibility, all the things you can work on in the offseason. And just say, like, that's the trick, Reedy, of running a football team. You want to win for today and develop for tomorrow. Both those things can be true. I just think what Robert Sala said yesterday is going to give the media in Florham Park a field day for every week to have that, hey, coach, what's the depth chart and why? What do you think of it, Graziano? As far as what you expect that, will we see – like, like, you hear the stuff that's coming out of there that I don't. I, people sometimes associate me, because of my fandom, with being a Jets insider. I'm not uh, Rich Samini. I'm, I'm not any of these guys. I text them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Rich will tell you how annoying I can be because I'm constantly trying to find out what's going on. So I don't know. So from inside the building, my perspective on this is Salah is saying what he thinks he needs to say. Not the opposite of what he needs to say, but what he actually needs to say. But I believe that it is Mike White's job to lose for sure for the rest of this year. I I think it is. But I think there's also, I think the people in the building are realistic, right? And they've seen the good and the bad with Mike White. I mean, there was a time this year when they decided to start Zach Wilson. There's a time this year where they decided to start Joe Flacco over Mike White, right? So it's not as if they're like 100% sold on him as their future. So I think they are, to your point, Greeny, I think they're keeping all their options open. If Mike White starts to play poorly and all of a sudden they, they're watching Zach Wilson in practice and they feel like the light has gone on to an extent that they haven't seen before, I think they have to leave themselves open to the possibility of switching back. And I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just, it's just being honest. Uh, so so uh, Greeny and Graziano and Mike Tannenbaum in studio, <laughs> your chance later on the Greeny <laughs> Nation, the Dr. Pepper call line. Uh, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. One more I want to ask, particularly you, Mike Tannenbaum, because you've lived this. The Green Bay Packers are going to run into an interesting fork in the road at some point here, right? It, at some point, they will be mathematically assured of not making the playoffs. At this moment, realistically, they have no chance. But but I understand that they they can say to themselves, hey, we still have something to play for. If and when the time comes that that they uh, cross that Rubicon, then it seems to me to make sense that you want to see Jordan Love play. I find this a unique circumstance because the Packers don't have a figurehead. Like when you were, and by figurehead, I shouldn't even say that. They don't have a human being at the top of the food chain who generally, genuinely makes all the decisions. 
Like, when you were the GM of the Jets, ultimately Woody Johnson would decide whatever he wanted, and you had no choice but to do it. Um, when you were in Miami, Stephen Ross, same thing, right? I mean, you get to make as many decisions as you get to make until he says, Correct. hold everything. Right. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that person to go to. So if the Packers want to sit Rodgers down, and he doesn't want to be sat down, and it sounds to me like he's kind of willing to be sat down, but that's just, if they don't want to, if he doesn't want to be sat down and they want to, what happens? Yeah, it's a very, it's a great question because it's such a unique environment where, you know, there's a president, Mark Murphy, he's going to be retiring soon. There is a board, but yeah, there is way more latitude in that building than the 31 other teams. And Aaron Rodgers has so much power, um, you know, like Swagusa on the show, Greeny, like he's the guy pulling the shots way more than Matt LaFleur is, which is tragic on a lot of levels in my opinion, but the point is, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers wants to keep playing, he's going to keep playing. But that's why, to me, strategically, you have to know what you have in Jordan Love so you're not put in this corner when we get into the offseason. But without the lack of an owner and the vacuum of leadership, <laughs> to your point, Aaron Rodgers by far has the biggest stick in the building. So what is your sense, Dan, of how this plays out? I, I always turn to you for Packers information. You, you have very good information coming out of there all the time. What is your best guess of how the Rodgers slash Jordan Love of it all plays itself out the rest of this year and, more importantly, next year? Well, that next year is a, an entirely different kettle of fish because that depends on whether Rodgers wants to come back and whether he wants to come back to Green Bay. And those are serious questions that are going to have to be answered at some point. In terms of this year, I think as long as they're mathematically alive, if he's healthy enough to play, he'll play. And once they're not mathematically alive, he said the other day he's open to those conversations, meaning do we need to get a look at Jordan Love? Aaron, are you planning to come back next year? Are you not? Or are you undecided? Those are the conversations they have to have, and they need to get honest answers from him. To the point about Lafleur, I'm pretty confident that Packers management believes Lafleur will be there longer than Rodgers. So he does have some, I mean, it's not just, uh, they have been over backwards for Aaron the last couple of years, done everything he's wanted, and, and they've basically sold out because he's played so well. But I, think, I don't think Matt LaFleur is powerless in the building. I, I think there, there's a conversation to be had, and Rodgers is the center of it. And if he says, I'm coming back next year, then maybe there's less urgency to get a look at Jordan Love. If he says, I'm not coming back next year, then there's more. Uh, if he's undecided, then they have a problem, but they probably still have to get a look at Love just in case. And hopefully, for their sake, Rodgers understands that. All right, we will see how it all plays out. Guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you always doing this. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum has just had a, a, an alarm go off, so you need to be is reminded it? to do something. It's I don't all the time know what he has is. for you today. That's it. You That's it. The limit. Mike Tannenbaum is done. Fellas, thank you both very Thanks. much. Uh, Hope you feel up, better. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, coming up next, I will explain why both this afternoon and then this evening are critical junctures in all of sports. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This is V-Week at ESPN. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. Help continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. Visit V.org slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful 
for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is V-Week at ESPN. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. Help continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. Visit v.org slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. So there's nothing more important that we do. And here's what I will say. I've said it a million times. First of all, Jim Valvano's speech, which you just heard a small snippet of from the very first ever ESPY Awards, I believe is one of the greatest and most consequential speeches ever given in the milieu of sports. Um, In its memory, in his memory, hundreds of millions of dollars have been generated and donated, not by us, by you, and then by us to research facilities and institutes where 100 cents of every dollar go towards these geniuses finding cures and finding ways to keep people, literally to keep people alive. And... I've said many times over the many years I've been here, when you make up your mind that you're going to be a professional sports announcer for your life, you are accepting that I'm going to do a job that is fun and I enjoy the hell out of my job. But you're not doing a job that is important. I fully recognize there is far more important work being done by practically everyone every single day than me. But this is the one time that I get to feel like we are actually doing something important, something meaningful. So as I've said to you a million times, If you can, please help us. Please donate to the V Foundation by going to v.org slash donate, whatever you can. And if you can donate $10,000, wonderful. And if what you can donate is $20, those are actually even more appreciated because we understand that that's just someone making a statement that I can't do everything, but I can do this. So um, we'll set aside a little more time to talk about Jimmy V a little later. But if you are able to help us combat cancer, um, we ask you always humbly and proudly to do so. 
All right, we continue here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 seconds, I'll tell you why. Tonight is a critical night, and then today is a critical day in sports for two totally different and incredibly interesting reasons. Uh, That's in 30 seconds after this word from Zip Recruiter. As the holidays approach, many businesses are hiring for festive jobs like turkey catcher and reindeer wrangler. These are all actual jobs on Zip Recruiter. If Zip Recruiter can fill those roles, what roles can't they fill? ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Discover hiring joy with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So see for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. All right, we roll on here. The assembled members of the Hashtag crew have assembled around me. Hembo is here. Nuno and Bubba are in Bristol, and we are ready to go. And uh, we will get to this afternoon in a little while. Let's start with tonight. We don't do a ton of college football on this show because we're not on on Sundays. And Sunday is usually the time to dissect all the things that happened on the college football Saturday. And then by the time Monday comes along, you have all this pro football to dissect. And so we don't wind up diving as deeply into the college. But tonight is a critical night. In fact, tonight should decide basically everything that needs to be decided, which is to say the following. Nuno and Hembo and Bubba. Hembo, you've got all the numbers in front of you. It is my, I'm going to make the following statement. I believe Michigan should be number one tonight, but Michigan and or Georgia will be number one and then number two in either order. And those two teams while being heavy favorites this weekend, will make the playoff whether they win or lose their conference championship games. I believe TCU will be three tonight. They are unbeaten. I believe they are a team that is slightly shakier. I know the analytics love their numbers, but I believe based on a lot of factors that probably shouldn't come into play but do, that they are a team that were they to get upset this weekend could get knocked out. USC plays for the Pac-12 championship this weekend, and to me it is very simple for USC. Win and they are in, lose and they are out. That is the way I feel about it. And then what really matters tonight is in what order do they put Ohio State and Alabama five and six? Because that team that is at five is the one in prime position to pounce. A TCU loss opens the door. A USC loss opens the door. To count on both those teams losing strikes me as extremely unlikely. And neither Alabama nor Ohio State play again. So I find it impossible to imagine that the committee could justify putting them in one order tonight, Alabama and Ohio State, and then changing that next Sunday. So it feels to me like tonight will decide which of the two teams, which team will get in if one of those two that I mentioned, TCU and USC, lose. That is my breakdown, and I don't think anyone else has a chance to get in. There are six teams for four spots, no more. Do I have the correct approach? Yes, the correct approach. I'm with you 95% of the way. Uh The only 5% is here. I think TCU can actually afford to lose, so long as they're not blown out by Kansas State, whom they beat earlier in the season, parenthetically, TCU still has a really good shot. Our numbers, our All-State playoff predictor, in fact, says that if TCU loses to Kansas State, independent of other results, they've still got a 78% chance to get in. Right now, they're number one in strength of record. Their only loss would be in the conference championship game to a team, a really good team that they have already beaten. 
I agree with you 100% on USC. They've already banked a loss. If they lose, they're out. It's very simple for them. But TCU could be awfully squirrely if they lose a close game to Kansas State on Saturday. Yeah, because they, they would be a one-loss non-conference champion in the same way that Ohio State would be a one-loss non-conference champion. Which then brings us to an interesting question. Nuno and Bubba, let me get your opinions on this because this is just opinion now. So Sunday morning, I woke up after all this stuff happened on Saturday, and we were up in Connecticut where we lived for all these years, and my kids were home for Thanksgiving, so we went, I went to the, the coffee shop, the diner up there where I used to spend literally every weekend, and it was such a nice morning for me because I'm not up there so much anymore. And I sat there, I greeted everybody, I'm eating my eggs, and the next thing I know, I'm just tweeting up a storm. I couldn't stop tweeting opinions. And one of the things that I tweeted was my reasoning for why Ohio State should be ahead of Alabama. And the reason is as simple as this. Many, many years ago, Jay Billis said to me on approaching Selection Sunday, don't tell me who you lost to. Show me who you beat. And that good wins should trump good losses. So Alabama has excellent losses. LSU, for whatever their loss was this past week, that's still a good team, and they lost to them on a two-point conversion at the very end. Tennessee, while they've lost their quarterback and everything else, that's still a very good team, and they lost to them on the last play of the game. So they have extremely respectable losses. They don't have really any win to hang their hat on. Ohio State, meanwhile, has a bad loss. I understand that Michigan is going to be number one or two in the country, but it was played at home. Michigan was playing without their most important player, And they got blitzed. They got dominated in that second half. So what it really comes down to is, do you value the good wins or the good losses more? I argued, as my friend Jay Billis does, that you should value the good wins. But here's the response I got on Twitter, Nuno. I got a lot of people saying to me, that makes more sense in basketball, where we have a 30-something game season and we have 60 fill, spots to fill. It's, it's 38, however many at-large spots they are filling. That makes a lot more sense than when you're talking about a 12 or 13-game sample and you're only filling four spots. So that, that sort of made me, you know, this is the, 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 the upside of Twitter, is it actually made me look at it a little differently. So I would ask you, Nuno, if you were judging them right now and you have to just rank Alabama and Ohio State, assuming you agree with me, that those teams are going to be five and six in one order or the other, and that is going to determine who gets in in the event that there is an upset this weekend. Who would you put at five and why? I'm going to go Ohio State because not only do they have, quote-unquote, some better wins, the guys that – the games that Alabama lost to, which were like, oh, quality opponents, Tennessee, LSU, and yes, the LSU game was close, but they've since have had really bad losses, right? Oh, uh, Tennessee got blown out by South Carolina. LSU just got blown out by Texas A&M. So I think based upon that, for me, it's Ohio State. And to to Hembel's point, that's why the numbers things are cute. There's no way in hell if TCU loses a game, I don't care what the FPI says, that they are playing in the, national, in the semifinals game and, and staying fourth. Because a one-loss Ohio State game, does a uh, team does what? It's all about ratings and so forth at, mm. at that point. It's not going to be about who deserves it. It's about where can we make more money, where we're going to have better ratings, mm. and that's going to be Ohio State. I actually sort of agree. That shouldn't come into play, 
But it's almost impossible to fathom when you have human beings making a decision that they will not take into account. Does the country want to see Ohio State or Alabama or TCU in this spot? And it's not fair, but Cincinnati played their whole season last year with a lot of people, I just promise you this was the reality, praying they'd lose because that just isn't going to bring people to the party in the way that Alabama does, in the way that Ohio State does. But let me ask Bubba the question. Bubba, is it the good wins or the better losses? Do you go Ohio State or Alabama at five tonight? Yeah, I'm with you and, and Nuno here. I think you're factoring in everything. It, it's the fact that they only have the one loss. And then, yeah, you look at the, the good wins being Oregon and, and Penn State are good wins. And you see what they did the rest of the year. And I think Nuno makes a good point. You see what uh, Tennessee did later. I think I think you got to go Ohio State. I think it, it, makes, it makes the most sense right now. I think for Alabama to jump them just because they have the two losses, jumping a one loss Ohio State to me, I think, honestly, it would almost look like what Nuno saying with the rate. Like You'd almost be putting Saban in there just because you want to have Alabama in the playoff. I think Ohio State brings, if not as many, then pretty damn close to as many people to the party as Alabama does. And, in fact, it brings a different part of the country to the party. There are no big – look, I lived in the upper Midwest for a very long time, and I understand <coughs> – pardon me – that Chicago is a little bit removed from all the rest of that. But still, Chicago is Big Ten country and putting Michigan. Well, they're already going to have – let me take that back. You're already going to have Michigan in. So you've already got that part of the country covered. And you're already going to have Georgia in, so you've got that part of the country covered. So maybe that is less of a factor. We will see. All right, we'll find out tonight what they decide to do. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7. Quote at Progressive.com. Okay, so that's the reason why this night – is very important. Now let's get to the reason why this afternoon is very important. The American men's soccer team playing the final game of its group stage against Iran at the World Cup. Uh, And it is a pretty simple scenario. Win, and you go on. Lose, and you stay home. What is the scenario? I should have looked this up. I apologize. In in a a scenario of a draw, what happens? No, no. They're not getting in. They're out. Yes. So it's, it's literally win or it's over. Okay. It, yep, it's win My or, apologies. Uh, yep. So, Nuno, you are my soccer. You are my vice president of soccer knowledge. You love this stuff. What uh, We should win today. Clearly, the American team should win today. Yes. What is your expectation? It's not going to be that simple because mm. they, you know, Iran is a really good team. They have some really good players. Uh, the, the issue with the U.S., they haven't sh- – they haven't shown the ability to score a goal. They've scored one goal in, in two games. Um, and I think it might be hyperbole, and people like Taylor Twelman can tell me I'm wrong, but I think this is a referendum on the last four years if they don't get out of this group based upon they missed you know, 2018, they have have all this young talent, and you expect them to get out of your group. And if you don't, it's going to be disappointing, and you're going to have to sit here for another four years. Yes, the U.S. Hold, um, is hosting the uh, World Cup in 2026, but it's just you're going to end up feeling, have this empty, you know, empty feeling if they don't win. Yeah, like certainly, uh, for those who are in no way uh, experts in this, which I fully acknowledge that I am not, most people who just pay attention to soccer during these huge, enormous international tournaments look at this and say, we should beat Iran. So it will be a disappointment. If we had lost to England and gotten knocked out on points, you know, drew with Wales or whatever it is, I think that would have been 
easier for someone who doesn't know the sport intimately to digest. Being in the position we're in now, playing, I mean, I watched the game against England. We looked like the better team most of that day. Uh, getting knocked out today by not beating Iran, I think, would feel like a disappointment. Quickly, Hembo, what do the numbers say? It would be a massive disappointment. Uh, these numbers from Caesar Sportsbook. The USA is the odds-on favorite, minus 102 to be exact. The draw is at plus 230. Iran to win is plus 290. So if the United States does not win, it would be a massive disappointment. But Nuno was exactly right. We put two shots on goal in two games, and this is an Iran team that allowed six goals to England, whom we just drew. The United States has to score goals in order to win the game, obviously. They need to get one in the net. And so that's going to be the deciding factor. Can we find a way to generate any offense today against One Iran? thing, too, I think is important to note is Iran will advance with the tie. So they, they don't need to be going, you know, right. you know, going out for the goals, which I think is not going to help us in Good any point. way. They can, if they tie, they're going. So they don't need to be scoring goals. Right. And that's the, not going to help us. Park the bus, right? They, yeah. they yeah. play that defensive style. So some things potentially working against us. So it is an enormous day. And an enormous night in sports, and I, for one, I'm looking forward to all of it. In the meantime, coming up next, I heard one word used in sports yesterday that I was not expecting. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is V-Week at ESPN. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream a goal, you have to be willing to work for it. Help continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. Visit v.org slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Incredible speech. I mean, I've listened to it more times than I can count, and it never, ever ceases to blow me away. Um, and the sentiments that he expresses in that are so real and so meaningful and so powerful, particularly to a person in my age and my stage of life. And I, I will tell you, I've been privileged to speak at two graduations in my life. One of them was at the convocation for the Medill School of Journalism at Northwestern, and one of them was at the high school graduation uh, where my kids went to school. And in both of them, I quoted Jim Vevano at length, talking about uh, ways to approach life and, and the perspective to have on life. So no bigger day for us than Giving Tuesday, no bigger week for us than V-Week. And again, we proudly and humbly ask if you can help, uh, please do at v.org slash donate. 
All right, we roll on. Greeny, uh, we all know the game's not over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I told you there was a word that was used yesterday that I was not expecting to hear. And it was used by Richard Sherman, who, of course, was a terrific and, and frequently very outspoken player during his career. And now I think has become a very good analyst. You see him there on the uh, Amazon uh, shows there with Carissa and everybody. And he has a podcast. And he was on The Volume Sports. And as he is describing the Jets quarterback, Mike White, he uses the word franchise. Well, I was not expecting to hear it. I'm a production guy. Mike White has production. Will Zach Wilson's still going to come back. For what? When has he shown the kind of game that Mike White just played? And then you hear about how his teammates are talking about him. They talk about his work ethic. You hear about how happy they are for him, how much fun they're having. That's when you know you got a special guy. If we just took everything away and swapped the stories of Zach Wilson and Mike White, it was just Mike White drafted too, and he's playing this well, and his teammates are saying this about him. You'd be like, hey, they made the right pick. They got a franchise guy. But since he was a fifth-round pick, since he's an unheralded guy, you're not talking about, oh, well, they found their franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. See, that's fascinating to me. Um... And look, I have great respect for Richard, and and so if, if that's it's a it's a really interesting perspective, and I think Hembo, <coughs> pardon me, I think it was you who said to me yesterday, if Zach Wilson had played the game that Mac, uh, excuse me, that uh, Mike White played on Sunday, that I would have a very different reaction. But of course I do, because these things aren't the same. Mike White had a very unheralded college career at two different colleges and was a fifth-round pick and was a backup for a long time and remains a backup. And there is a reason, based on talent and ability, that Zach Wilson was selected where he was selected. And while I understand the talent can get you fired a lot of the time, Mike Wilbon always says, don't be seduced by the talent uh, on our NBA show when we talk about the Nets. I also think it is too early to give up on him. Like, the idea that Zach Wilson has already demonstrated that he cannot become a great NFL quarterback, that feels premature to me. Am I wrong? Not necessarily, but that's not what Richard Sherman is saying. What he's mm-hmm. saying is that Mike White, at least at this present time, is a better option for the Jets. All right? We're dealing with larger and larger samples now. He's now played across five games in two different seasons. And when Richard Sherman says, I'm a big production guy, well, the Mike White production has been really good. He's got a QBR of 66 over the last two years. For context, that would rank fifth. And when he is on the field, when he's quarterbacking this team, the offense is functioning at a really high level. Really high level. But I'm not arguing that. I'm not in any way suggesting Zach should start this week or that they have to have a plan to get him back on the field at some preordained time. What I am saying is, if it is premature to give up on Zach, it is equally premature to decide that Mike White is a franchise quarterback. Like, that just feels like a very big leap to take. That's totally fair. Based on five games. Mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. So, I think they're handling it exactly right. Don't get me wrong. I think what they're doing is exactly the right thing to be doing, which is keep the door open for Zach. His, the story has not been written on him in New York yet, not necessarily, but the job right now is Mike White right. until he gives it back. I, that feels like a very reasonable way to approach this. I'll tell you what, though. Richard Sherman is a person whose football judgment I very much respect. Yeah, me too. I mean, he, he was dead right about what has happened to Russell Wilson. And yeah. if his eyes tell him that Mike White is awfully good, then who cares where he was drafted and who cares what Zach, where Zach Wilson was drafted? That's the 
probably the biggest fallacy of the whole draft is that, yes, it is a talent-based thing. But what happens afterwards is totally different than the process by which you get there. Hold on. That's, that's, that's one thing to say that. Let's look. I want you to look up, and we will come back at the top of the hour, and we will analyze. <clears throat> How many of the, do you want to do it currently or all time? How many of the really great level quarterbacks, let's look at the top QBRs right now, or let's make it the last 10 years, the best quarterbacks in football. How many of them were and were not first-round picks? Like, how many Mike Whites actually are there in the NFL where that guy turns out to be great? Mm. I'm not suggesting it's never happened. Tom Brady is the obvious example that everyone uses. He was a sixth-round pick. But there's a reason that we tell that story all the time, because it doesn't ever otherwise happen. Sure. It's also probably worth noting that Mike White, a fifth-round pick, and Richard Sherman, a fifth-round pick. So he's predisposed to sort of rooting for the underdog. Right. Uh, And and I I don't even mean, yes, that's correct, but I don't even mean it that way. I'm merely saying... While it is not impossible that Mike White could turn out to be a franchise quarterback, I think history would tell us it's unlikely. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.